Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanian and Dennis Dick. On today's show, you know what the deal is. If you've been looked at this market at all in the last couple of hours or since the close yesterday, you know that we are ripping higher here by everything rally overnight, especially gold. So we'll talk about this just crazy whipsaw action from yesterday's close. What was a weekday yesterday is now a really strong overnight session and uh, what would that mean for today's session our guest today nick shahini is the author of create income with option spreads he'll join the show at 8 35 uh i'm gonna throw it to joel joel give us something here on uh, are we still at limit up or no no we've uh we backed off the limit here spencer uh green on the screen you everything i'm looking at here on my screen is in the green I'm looking at like 75 stocks here, major components in the S&P 500, uh, just other other stocks that Tesla is up 27.71. I guess not everything. Uh, the bonds, the bonds are taking it uh, in on the chin, uh, down nearly two sticks. Uh, we uh, opened higher at uh, 22.30.50, had a vicious rally. Now 33.50 has capped the rally. We've gone to the limit a few times, but that will change uh, when once uh, 9.30 comes. Uh, crude is rallying up 63 cents and 24 bucks. Holy moly, look at gold up $105.162.80. Silver playing some catch up as well. That's up a whopping 52.4 cents at 13.78 and a half. And Bitcoin, why not buy Bitcoin? Bitcoin, the futures are up $400 at $6,700. let us bring in uh, Triple D in one of our uh, late night conversations. 
He told me they were buying everything last night. After hours. Night. This was the first. So I trade usually the entire after hours session right now from 4 to 8 o'clock. It really gives you a feel for, you know, what's happening. I mean, some stuff happens overnight and things change. But last night they were buying everything. And even yesterday during the day, they were buying everything that was beat so it was a complete move from the leaders to the laggards and the laggards to the leaders. I know we didn't have much leaders, but we had a lot of stocks that have been holding on okay. Healthcare stocks got ruined yesterday. Like stuff like Abbott Labs just got hit really, really hard. Those were the stocks that they were hitting. They were buying yesterday during the day, the casinos. They were buying the cruise ships. They were buying the airlines. They were buying Boeing. That continued last night and continues this morning. Call it the dash for trash, whatever you think. But they were buying stuff that is obviously at ground zero with the coronavirus uh, impacts. So that, that's what the, the trading action was yesterday. Not only during the day, but after hours as well. And that has continued here this morning. That's a good sign. That's a, you know, the first good sign I've seen in a while because they have not been buying those stocks at all. I mean, you know, they've been straight down. You know, we were talking about the airlines going down even when the market's going up. That was not the case yesterday. Some of those uh, laggards led the rally yesterday. Tech stocks also very strong. We talked about why. Um, you know, the chip stocks, you know, and again, they were beat up as well. Had a really good day. That continues here too. Uh, but some of the tech stocks just have, you know, very low debt. And we've been talking about the trade that there's going to be stocks that hold up much better that don't have a lot of debt. I've been using take two as an example. I have it in my long-term portfolio, um, zero debt. And the stock is, you know, if you look at it over the course of the last month, it's flat. So again, you could say, oh, it's a, the gaming and the gaming stocks aren't getting hit that hard. True, but you know, you look at, you know, EA and it's been hit a little bit harder than in ATVI has also been hit a little bit harder than take two, which is all cash. So if you're looking, you know, at stocks to buy, I'm going to say, look at those balance sheets, put on your CFA hat and potentially, um, and have your shopping list ready. Again, I'm not buying stocks on a day that we're up 900 Dow points. If you're doing it that way, you're doing it backwards. But if you're looking you know, at buying dips to add stocks to your investment portfolio, I'm going to say it again. Stay away from the stocks with a lot of debt. Look at the stocks with lower debt. A couple things here. Uh, number one, you know, the, the bill hasn't passed yet, right? I mean, this is all predicated on this, this whatever trillion dollar stimulus going on. So it's probably oversold too. I mean, the markets, yeah. you know, you just can't go down every single day and not eventually get some type of a squeeze going. We've had little squeezes, but at, at a certain point, you've got to analyze and say, okay, it's a virus. Is the world ending? And you got to start analyzing, you know, where can the markets go? Fari, you know, is on the show. He thinks we could go down to Dow 14,000. I could see scenarios where that could happen too. If we break out into the full financial crisis and, you know, and I've been saying certain stocks are definitely in a financial crisis right now, but not all of them. If we break out in the full financial crisis, that 14,000 Dow is easily achievable for the shorts and for the bears. Um, but, you know, if we can get ahead of this and if we can get a vaccine or a cure or something that's helping it along and help the numbers and flatten the curve by the social distancing, the markets have a lot of bad news priced in right now. There's going to be some deals. So, you know, that, that being said, I'm, sitting, I'm still sitting with a lot of cash in my long-term investment portfolio. And I am looking to put some of that to work eventually, but I have not bought one stock yet. I'm still waiting because there's not enough information here yet. I want to see. It was, it's a good tell. I'm feeling a little more confident, you know, in a pullback here that maybe I'll nibble 
maybe I'll start nibbling in, you know, a little bit of my long-term account, you know, 10-year time horizon plus, not two-year time horizon plus, 10-year time horizon plus. But still, there's a lot of issues, you know, there's still debt issues with a lot of companies. Boeing's problems have not just gone away because the stock rallied 20 points in the last couple of days. Still major problems. You know, maybe they get the bailout. Maybe they get some nice terms. I've said they probably don't get a lot of, uh, of nice terms from the government. At least if I was negotiating, I wouldn't be giving them a sweetheart deal here. So, but shareholders and, and Goldman Sachs yesterday are, you know, gambling that maybe they do get a sweetheart deal. Stocks trading up 12% here again this morning on hopes that the government's going to give them a yep, nice deal. Yep, they do. Yep. And then Lord knows that that stock uh, needs to rally. I... The Boeing CEO is on CNBC right now, so it's really trading, you know. And you can, you can really notice, you know, when the stocks come on CNBC, they really start getting active. So you can yeah. just see how active, you know, the retail trader even is because it's retail that's coming in. And, oh, that's CNBC. is on CNBC. Better buy the stock. I mean, there's no you know, money manager that's, you know, buying the stock because Boeing CEO is on CNBC. Yeah, we just take a quick look at, uh, at <clears throat> Boeing here, trading at the high. I mean, I, I just, I'm really mixed on this for a couple different reasons. In one, I mean, still they got all the debt. Sure, the government's going to come in. But if anything, I think you're going to see a consolidation in the airlines that comes out of this. We're not going to have as many airlines. If you don't have as oh, many. Oh, I think so too. There's going to be excess supply of airplanes, right? So is the first thing that they're going to be doing, these bankrupt airline companies, are they going to be going out and buying new new planes? And, and, and let's not forget Boeing did have a little uh, mechanical problems with the 737 MAX. So it, there, there's so many issues with this company and so many things going on. I mean, people could buy it on the hopes the government's bailing it out, but man, oh man, I mean, I think, like I said, consolidation, and they still, the root of the problem with the 737 MAX hasn't even been taken care of yet. So I'm, I'm real skeptical on this stock. We're trading up in the pre-market, uh, which is great. We're trading up $12. Let me look at the high for the pre-market session. And then, Dennis, when I'm pulling that up, too, I mean, all these Fed actions have been, you know, have been faded and faded hard. So... I don't know. It was faded I, again yesterday. Yeah. It was an ugly day yesterday for a lot of stocks. You know, for a lot of stocks, it was a good day. It was a very mixed day yesterday. Despite the markets being down, it was interesting day because, like I said, it was the leaders to the laggards and the laggards to the leaders. Stocks that had held up well were getting hit yesterday, you know, like the pharma stocks. The pharma stocks had been, a, you know, people had been hiding there and there was no place to hide. It was a continued massacre in the utilities. The utility stocks, people thought they were safe in the utilities. And they were wrong. And the utility stocks have really been hit hard. I mean, XLU was $68 three weeks ago. It's $46 here this morning after a little, a little pop here this morning. Um, you know, eventually you got to think that some of these companies are going to be buying opportunities. But again, the utilities are full of debt too. So you, you could really see the trade where they were really hitting the stuff that's got excessive amounts of debt, regardless of how sound their business is. AT&T, you know, I talked about it at $30 saying, you know, I think the dividend's safe. I think it's a company that's business is probably doing okay here. Well, the last two days they've slammed it. Um, they've slammed it because they've been slamming everything with debt. And AT&T has a lot of debt as well. So that's, you know, what the trade has been. It's been hitting companies with too much debt and that was really happening there yesterday too uh you know i'll give you a number up? let me just, just yeah. give you one number here and i i no daily highs really to reference here uh but your five-day close was 124.14 
So just call 125. I mean, I think a lot of people that, you know, bought it over the last four days would love to see 125, the uh, five-day close, 124.14. If you're looking for a gap fill, um, you only Which need stock? To... I lost a chart. Boeing, Boeing. Oh, you're talking Boeing. Boeing, Boeing. yeah. Uh, 114.49. Uh, I call that minor support. That was the top of uh, top of yesterday's range. And also, I'd be a little bit – I mean, there was some big volume days. But I think if this was really the bottom in Boeing, I think like you would have seen like 100, 150 million trade. And it did trade more than its average daily volume, but it didn't have like that – blow off volume, like everyone, you know, jumping in the pool. The other thing too about airlines and when we in flying, when in it, we, we come out of this crisis. I mean, how close do you sit to somebody uh, on an airplane? I mean, do you going to want to sit that close to people? Well, um, this is such a great point you're making. Consumer habits are going changing. to change to a certain extent and be changed for a long time. Um, you know, somebody was on CNBC just just before we started the show. I, I think they were from Starwood. Um, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was arguing to reopen everything. That this is just, you know, we have car crashes, we have flu bugs, and, you know, if we had a, count, a death count, everybody would be spooked by getting, nobody would drive the car anymore. You know, when we have flu bugs. Um, you know, and he's arguing, let's just reopen everything, let everybody go back to the normal course of business. He obviously doesn't listen to the pre-market prep show because we explained <laughs> this yesterday. It doesn't matter if you reopen everything. There is going to be a number of people that are not going to go back to their normal business just because businesses are open. If the virus is out there and people are scared of, of, for their lives or scared of getting it, they are not going to go to Disney World. They are not going to go on an airplane. They are not going to go to the casino. They are not going to go on a cruise. They are not going to go sit in a restaurant. Though, and, and all that matters, and people don't understand this. So businesses are tight margins. So, you know, if, if, if their revenues, so if 25% of people, let's just say, just throw it, and this is, you know, a very low number, but let's just say 25% of people are going to be spooked enough to not go about their normal course of business. That doesn't, then nothing's solved. The problem isn't solved. You're still going to see bankruptcies because businesses can't lose 25% of their revenue for a prolonged period of time. You have to fix the problem. The problem is the virus. You have to fix it. You cannot fix the mindset. I myself am not going to go sit in a restaurant right now and, and at the risk of COVID you know, coming into my home. I have two kids with asthma. One has severe asthma. One has a slight case of asthma. If they get a respiratory illness, I know it's saying it's, you know, it's not affecting kids, but we know in the media, they say they were saying one thing and then they changed their mind. And we know there's been some people that have gotten sick. So I'm not believing any of that. I'm saying from my own mindset, I'm going to protect my kids. If you have asthma and you're 40 years old, you probably are going to be a little bit more cautious. If, and you know what? If you're just, you know, have the, you know the, don't like getting the cooties and you're just germ, germaphobe, you're probably not going to go sit in a restaurant. So you can reopen everything. You can reopen Disney World, you can reopen the casinos, you can reopen, you know, have the airlines and say, you know, yeah, it's business as usual. As long as that virus is still out there, not everybody is going back to the normal course of business. Maybe half the people do, but it's not enough to save the economy. So you have only one choice, and this is talking to Donald Trump too, because he was saying the cure can't be worse than the disease. And he's talking about, you know, potentially, and that's a hint of potentially getting everything reopened. It doesn't matter if the consumer is too scared to leave their home. It doesn't matter if the stuff is open. 
So you gotta fix the problem. Get the cure, get it figured out. Lots of smart people out there, get a vaccine and let's go back to the normal course of business or you need to shut it all down for 30 days like Ackman was saying. Everybody's making fun of Ackman. He was spot on. Shut it down for 30 days, then restart and hopefully we flatten the curve significantly and maybe you know that the, 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 the disease isn't gonna be as prevalent then. Got to figure that out. Fade here, Fix Dennis. the disease. We are interrupted here. We are fading um, off that uh, limit up situation at 23, 33.50. We've backed off to 23.09. Uh, my first area of interest this, this morning will be mid range on the session at 22.80 here. So, uh, as we talked about things um, uh, being. Uh, so, wait, so, so just, to build, just to build on that for a second. Uh, good morning, Dennis, by the way. Uh, <laughs> How are you, uh, Spencer? Hi, Hi, Spencer. What's going on, buddy? Uh, here. The International Air Transport Association head economist uh, was talking about air travel demand in Europe, and he he, uh, he said that airline capacity will be down ninety percent in the second quarter. We know that, but he also said that the recovery for the airlines may not come for six months after the crisis. Whenever the crisis ends, six months after that which uh, because the recession will will delay any recovery. So what he's just talking about any recovery will be will be delayed by a recession on top of any potential consumer concerns that you're talking about. So that that's the other, sense. Side, the, the other side of that coin is you have the you have consumer consumer concerns and you have the fact that people physically can't travel even if they wanted to due to due to a recession, right? So uh there it's it's like a it's like a double-edged sword here. It and is. So, both of those things could delay any sort of recovery. I just think there's no other way out than to get on top of the problem. And uh, Michigan went to lockdown uh, as of, I think, midnight. Ontario is going into lockdown. But then you read the list, you know, and it's, again, politicians have this balancing act. And they're trying to balance the economy with saving lives. They're trying to pull the balancing act. And as long as they continue to keep stuff open to pull the balancing act, they're not solving the problem. They're actually killing the businesses. Like, because the virus is still going to slowly be spreading and people are still going to be spooked and they're not going to go about their normal course of business. But, you know, the exemption list in Ontario of businesses, I haven't seen it yet, but my wife was just telling me she was looking at the exemption list of businesses that are, are, are deemed essential. And she's like, it was basically every business that she could think of. There were so many businesses that were on the essential business lists that allowed to stay open that she felt like Doug Ford did nothing in Ontario by saying, you know, we're closing down every business that isn't essential. So obviously there's a lot of political issues here too. I'm sure some of the, you know, these companies, you know, are, are contributors to, you know, these politicians and, you know, they obviously have pull and some of these businesses and, they, and they've got a good argument. I feel sorry for the businesses. I'm not, I'm, we're trying to fight for you, the business owner, but I, um, you know, there's nothing we can do about the consumer. What we can do is just try to minimize it hit give you a hard hit off the bat but then slowly try to bring it back online so i'm still with Ackman. okay all right uh trying to settle down here at 2309 uh you want we got a we got a guest uh coming on at 8 35 that'll be nick shaheen he's the author of create income with option spreads i'm sure he's seeing some crazy crazy premiums out there uh but um spencer we want to talk a few ratings here you want to talk individual stocks. Well, I, 
I want to add this one thought. I think uh, as far I woke up this morning and my first reaction is trying to find a reason for the rally, right? That's all. That's always the thing we talk about is why is it moving? Trying to find a reason. P- part of it, I think uh, Dennis already talked about, but I, I think uh, Trump's does uh, uh, spoken desire to reopen the economy, I think, is contributing to this rally this morning. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. And people like, you know, there's a lot of people, like they said, the Starwood Properties uh, person, I believe it was with Starwood, um, that was just on, is like, rah, rah, reopen the economy. It's just the flu. They said it. I'm so sick of hearing it's just the flu. I'm sick of hearing this. Because they'll compare and they'll say, look, the flu killed more people than this. This is in the first inning. So use your head before you just give the argument of it's just the flu. It's not just the flu. It's death rate we've already talked about. If you're following the who is 30 times the normal flu. So it's not just the flu. I'm sick of hearing that. Speaking of just the flu, a word of caution to anyone trading Novavax this morning, ticker NVAX. They had an influenza vaccine achieve all the primary endpoints in a phase three clinical trial. But this is for the seasonal flu. This is a seasonal flu vaccine, not the COVID-19 flu. So anyone trading NVAX this morning, and it, as soon as the algos saw that headline, they bid it up. It is up big here this morning in the pre-market. But I would caution anyone trading that stock that it's a seasonal flu vaccine, not the COVID-19 flu. Uh, so take that We've into We've seen account. this happen with no, Novavax before where it popped up on something that you know, wasn't legit or wasn't. It's, legi- it's legit. legit. It's legit. No, no, I'm sorry. But that was misinterpreted. I should use the yeah. word misinterpreted. Yeah. So. And and anyway, in any regard, you know, I'd be cautious with this too. All of these coronavirus plays, coronavirus is not going to be here forever. So they're all like hot potatoes, and they're not going to, you know, be, you know, the, the place forever. Just like Lake and APT in the early innings of this. Look at where those charts are now. Coronavirus is still going on. These were your mask makers, and these were your, you know, obviously protective gear makers, APT and LAK. Look at the charts. Right off the hop, they got the ridiculous rallies. APT got over $40. LAKE got up to $27, $28 again. I played LAKE, but the dust started to settle, and they realized they just make masks. And you know what? They're, they're going to get a little bump in business for now, but now everybody's making masks. Ford's making masks. I mean, Tesla's talking about getting masks. So, you know, the, 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 the party's over there. So for the most part, these coronavirus plays get hot. If you're in them, take the money while you got it, because if you stick around these things too long, eventually your money goes away. So just be careful when you're chasing any of these so-called coronavirus plays. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, trying that, to re- I know, Ben. Oh, yeah. Same story. I know. Same story. A lot I of know. Oh, are- yeah. A lot of those faded. Um, yeah. Also, one that I wrote about a couple weeks ago or last week, BNTX. Uh, that one. Um, and when you're looking for those, uh, like a good, a good tip on these things is, you know, you have that crazy day and I, when did it peak? I think at 105.87, if my memory serves me correctly, no 105 even, but I remember it hit, uh, like 110 and change in the pre-market. And uh, when you're looking for those kind of like blow off tops or whatever, if you don't get to the pre-market high or after hours high, whatever, whatever it may be. You know, sometimes that's key. You know, that day it ended up still on the day, gave back some of those uh, some of those gains. Uh, but we'll see. Trading up uh, six bucks today. A lot of people underwater. Um, Want to talk Zoom? Did you see that stock yesterday? ZM. And, and giving it back here today. So again, you're in a coronavirus play. So people are very why Zoom down? Because the market's up. This is an opposite story here right now. I'm actually surprised. 
Teladoc is holding up as well as it is this morning. It was on Kramer last night. So Teladoc and Zoom were the two stocks that just ripped up, ripped yesterday. Probably TDOC a lot because they knew the CEO was going to be on Mad Money, and it kept ripping after hours. If I was in these stocks, I'd be, you know, Zoom's a different story. I, I, we use it. The product's awesome. The Teladoc, yeah, they're going to get a boost too. But again, these are getting huge lifts because they're coronavirus plays. Maybe it sticks around for a bit. Maybe it continues. But I'd be cautious with these too. Huge lifts though. Like, I mean, technically, what can you say? They're making new all-time highs. Yeah, yeah. We, we like these stocks. I was long Teladoc down at one. Remember when we bought it? Like 121. One, I played yeah. it up to 139. I played it a couple times in there. Uh, but then it looked like it was cooling off. And, you know, I was wrong because obviously it continued. So I wish I still had it. Yeah. I mean, once these things get into motion uh, for the Zoom, uh, we have Zoom trading down here, you know, profit taking. Uh, the fact that we're in the red here, I'm not going to put so much emphasis on that 164.94 high from yesterday. Instead, I'll shift my focus to 159.56. That was your all time closing high. Uh, previous day's close, 130.55. If you really start to fall out of bed on this one, 137 and a quarter. Uh, that was your low from yesterday. So there's a, a quick look. Uh, Teladoc, I tell you right now, Lisa's doing a lot of telemedicine. I mean, it's, you know, bringing, having patients come in the office, uh, you know, it, you know, puts the staff at risk and other patients. So she's using different uh, platforms. But once again, you're going to have. But she's not using Teladoc. No, she's not. So the, no. the, the one thing to consider when you're, you're buying a stock like Teladoc is this is one platform. And everybody's yes. going to be using different platforms right now to do the same thing. So it's not like, oh, you can't get a hold of your doctor. My doctor did, does phone calls now too. So I talked to my doctor last week when I was sick and he gave me an antibiotic right over the phone. So, you know, the, the, the play on Teladoc sounds awesome. Okay, we can't go see our doctor. We'll just use this Teladoc. And that's good. That's been good for the stock. But competition is coming in the, in the way that you're just saying is, you know, your wife, Lisa, who's a doctor, is now you know going to start doing using different platforms to do the same thing that Teladoc is doing. Yeah, and um, also, I mean, and, and for years, and we've discussed this for years. You know, you call a lawyer, you talk to a lawyer for fifteen minutes, and you know what? You get a bill for a quarter of his hourly rate, right? Uh, doctors, you call and you talk, and you know, up to now, they haven't charged for phone calls. But there's just, I think one day that she had, uh, last week, I think she had 350 phone calls. 350 phone calls from different patients. So it's crazy, man. Everything's changing. Medicine's changing. Transportation, how we, transportation's changing. Communication's changing. Um, a lot of different things. Got a much, much different society here. Uh, S&P's did have that little pullback. They couldn't get down to my 2282, which I was hoping for. Uh, back up near the limit. Dennis, let's just talk a little bit. Like, what happens when it goes limit up? Are you, I mean, are you still looking for stuff to buy? Does arbitrage still work or oh, always slow works. you down? No, the limit up is fine because then okay. you, you got SPY. So yep. after four o'clock, I don't care about limit up. If the market's up 6%, I can see it with SPY. So the only time you need to look at the E-mini with her silly limit up, down limit up is between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. 
Once 4am comes around, you have a more efficient product in the SPY because it doesn't have a limit up, limit down. So you know exactly where the market is. So if you're just doing your flat out herb and you can buy this stock, you know, maybe that's got the beta of, you know, one and it's only up 4%, the market's up 6%, you can try to do your herb that way. It's been working really, really well because correlations are so strong right now. I mean, everything goes up and everything goes down. Utility stock, Coca-Cola, NVIDIA, all moving in tandem together. NVIDIA is up 6% today. Coca-Cola is up 6.9, Coke got an upgrade. But I mean, it's incredible to see how correlated everything is. And this always happens, you know, and, and this is, you know, experience on my part. You know, I know, because I traded through 2008, 2009, when, you know, when you get into these crisis situations, stocks are stocks. Um, obviously, coronavirus stocks not included because they're, you know, trading off of the virus. But for the most part, your food stocks and, you know, people who are just jumping in Kellogg's and jumping in General Mills and, you know, saying, hey, these are the stocks, you know, because everybody's going to be buying canned foods. We warned on the show that they're getting a lift right now so people don't have to buy canned foods two months from now. Ding, ding, ding. Market starts to figure Whoa. it out all of a sudden. And look at where Kellogg's is. $70 four days ago. It's 53 bucks. Right from the 52-week high to the 52-week low. Don't chase silly stocks on silly news. General Mills was a gift five days ago up to $60. It's 47 bucks. Uh, if you want to look at Kraft Mondelez, I guess that's not a good example. But you, know, you can see these examples again and again. SJM went up to 120 down to 95 Newsflash, Walmart, I'd be cautious on Walmart here um, because, again, same story. Costco as well. Costco has already given a lot of it back. I think Walmart's the next pillar to fall. It's up at 117 this morning, but I don't think Walmart is going to continue to make new all-time highs here because, again, people are pre-shopping. It's not like they're going to be shopping more uh, because of the virus. They're just pre-shopping. So now that my pantry's full, I don't have to buy as many canned goods. And eventually... You know, if you think the long-term prospects that we are going to get past this virus, well, eventually people are going to go back to eating in their normal ways, you would hope. I would hope a year from now. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if how much I agree with that. People are, are buying more because they're also not going out to eat. Right now, sure. But again, yeah. are they doing that a year from now, two years from now, three years from now? When you're investing in stocks, you've got to look at the long-term prospects. Is this a new consumer trend that people aren't going to go to restaurants anymore? They're going to sit and eat their craft dinner at home. Is that, I, I, I don't think so. Give me the argument it is. It's well, a you're temporary that, trend. Yes, but you're saying that they're going to, that they're not going to go to this Walmart for a month because they went two weeks in a row and made two huge shops in March. I'm saying that that's No, not I'm happen. saying they're not going to, like Walmart's boost in sales is a temporary boost due to the virus. Yeah, and a yeah. year from okay. now, their right. sales I'm, are I'm with you on that. Lives. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm with so you on that. So that's why when you get these ridiculous pops, and we've seen it, you know, where, you know, they were coming in and they were buying Kellogg's from $58 up to 70 because everybody's buying box cereal. And you see what's happened now. The market starts to become rational. The short run, it never is. In the long run, it is. So chasing those stocks just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It didn't make sense at the time. Uh, but, you know, you got a good trade off of it. And it was a good trade. And, you know, now it's come off. So, you know, but I'm I coming in here buying Kellogg's now. No, because the trade's over. That trade's over now that, you know, everybody's rushing to the supermarket to buy. Like, I don't think the supermarkets are nearly as busy as they were, to my understanding. We had the initial rush. But, you know, I haven't left my house in 10 days. So I got to take everybody else's word for it. But I was asking my friend Tom who was at the supermarket uh, two days ago. And he says, ah, the shelves are actually pretty full. And he's like, well, I'm like, is it busy in there? He's like, no, nah, pretty normal. So I don't think you're seeing it now where everybody's like 
rushing in there. But I'm not sure. Maybe in your city it is. Maybe Costco's are still lined up for a mile down the road. But I think that's that whole uh, you know scenario is started you know which was temporary for a week or two ahead of this. I, I feel like that's cooled off. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I mean, don't know. I, I'm not out there. To I, see I, I wouldn't know. I haven't been to the store. I know. In two I haven't weeks. been there to see I it either. Know. Can anybody in the chat verify? Are the supermarkets still lined up outside the door, or has that trade has that you know physical of going out there cooled off? Now that you know more people are staying in their house, I would assume it's cooled off. Um, I know that they're doing uh, a lot of deliveries. I know Costco set up uh, for sixty uh, special hours for people sixty and over. Um, I know when I was in the grocery store the other day that I just saw uh, a lot of um, clerks uh, going around with shopping lists and, and shopping for people and delivery. Uh, so maybe the stars aren't as crowded because people are getting ev- everything, um, getting everything delivered. Uh, let's take uh, a I'm quick- getting a lot of, so here's the comments from the chat. Thank you, chat. So they're saying, uh, Kitchener supermarkets are quiet. That's in Ontario, normal in Orlando, LA. They said the lines aren't bad now. Costco is not crowded anymore. The shelves are empty on the key items. Went to Walmart on Sunday. Somebody else said not crowded, no lines. So there you go. So that was the initial boost. Like, oh, this is getting serious. Let's go stock up on our supplies. Everybody did that. It's over. And it's funny how the market, you know, it's perfectly like it goes with it. You know, you got the huge boost from Costco and Walmart and General Mills and Kellogg's four days ago. And 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 almost immediately, once those lines go away, the stocks come off significantly. So I'd be cautious on Walmart hasn't come off that much yet. I'd be cautious on that one. So I'm just saying if I'm looking at stocks to short, that's what I would look at actually. I, I think I think my biggest takeaway from all this was like I saw some empty shelves and the, even in the chat they're saying some of the, some shelves are empty, but by and large, our food supply chains have really held up food and supply chain and really supplies well. yeah. held up really strong. I mean, it, my, my biggest takeaway from this is that our, our, our consumer goods and food supply chains are like rock solid. Yeah, they are. Really you know what? I got, a, I got, a, I got a super interesting comment here and I know it's yeah. going to, uh, it's going to evoke um, some emotions here, but uh Webcoin put here, everyone who thinks it is just the flu should go volunteer to work at the local hospital or at the morgue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's just the flu and you're just, you know, Hey, you're not afraid of it. It's nothing. That's what, uh, that's what you should do to help it, out society. At this point it's just in time, your opinion doesn't even matter. If exactly. it's the flu or not the flu, the opinion, my opinion doesn't matter. Nick's arguing. He's going to come on and argue that it's just the flu apparently in one minute. But your opinion doesn't even matter at this point in time. It's what the consumer thinks. And the consumer is scared. They're showing they're scared. You know, they're not going, you know, people are staying in their home. I'm scared. You're scared, Joel. You have a wife that's a doctor. Spencer, you're not going out. So you must be somewhat scared as well. Well, Because, you know, before yesterday, we were not under lockdown. So we could go about our merry business for the most part. We We were talked to by the government and recommended to stay in our homes. But that was a recommendation. It wasn't enforced. So we could have went about our merry business. I went for a drive yesterday. There wasn't that many people going about. There's some people still going about, but not as many. So obviously the consumer is somewhat, you know, listening to the government and somewhat scared. And as long as the consumer stays scared, the business's revenues are going to stay down regardless of whether you reopen them or not. You could come on and say the coast is clear, but you would just be lying. If the government comes on and say the coast is clear, there's no risk with COVID, They'd just be lying to their people. 
because there is a risk. We know there's a risk. Whether that death rate is 1%, whether the death rate is 3%, whether the death rate is 0.1%, which I highly doubt it is. Um, you, you've, you've got to look at it that the consumer is scared. How do you get the confidence back in the consumer? You got to fix the problem and the problem is the virus. So regardless of whether it's the flu or not, I don't think the consumer uh, all of a sudden becomes confident again to go out and go about their daily business as long as people are getting sick. This is why I would have my eyes glued to China because they're just coming out of this and I would, ha- I would really want to be watching to see okay, what are consumers doing. I saw one picture of a line outside the Apple store in China, an Apple store in China uh, but I really want to know what the consumer is doing in China now because they're about two months ahead of us on this thing. So I would have my eyes glued to that to see what do they do and that could color what we do going forward here. I want to bring on today guest now nick shaheen as mentioned he is the author of create income with option spreads also sellspreads.com and i think i have a hunch that he does not agree with us nick is that true well that's a, a pretty big statement um you everyone has said really good stuff but i need to put it together the way i see it sure and so first we need to acknowledge the fact that i've been in war situations for long periods of time actual war with actual bullets So first, you acknowledge the fact that people are stressed. Anytime you think you're under fire from anything, a virus, a bomb, a sniper, you get stressed. So you emotionally react, overreact. Uh, You do too much. You buy too many things. You hide too hard. Uh, You yell at everybody. So emotions run high. Mm -hmm. So whatever is an opinion becomes a really binary opinion. So you become bifurcated. You you go in opposite directions and, and you get into fights. Dennis is not saying wrong things. Dennis, you said your situation, you have asthma in your family, totally responsible of you to hunker down. But forcing everybody to do the same thing is wrong. And I'll tell you why. So what will we do next year when we get a new virus? You think we can shut down the world again for another three or four months? And how, how long can we maintain that? The virus is real. I never said it was the flu. I said it's a version of a new flu. We cannot shut the world every time we get a version of the flu, especially when the death rate is clearly much lower than what they said before. And it was clear to anybody with half a brain that it was going to be much lower than the numbers that they, uh, they announced in the beginning. So hunkering down for the people at risk 100% makes total sense. Forcing me to hunker down makes no sense. I'm not going around licking people's hands and door handles. I have a brain. You tell me there could be an infection out there. I'll take my precaution. But shutting down the world top down everywhere creates a gigantic crater. And that guy on TV today said some really good things and some things that were emotional. And the things that he said, one thing, we don't have enough money to reboot the world every time we have this. And they caused a guaranteed colossal financial crisis globally, because they were afraid of how the hospitals were going to be overrun. I'm saying this from a person who comes from a complete medical family. Everybody in my family is a doctor. My family owns a hospital in Lebanon. So I know for a fact, I know the the perspective of the doctors. Total overrun of the hospital in a virus that doesn't have a a vaccine where you can stop, uh, you know, the, the recurrence. So I get that. But shutting down the world is not the solution. So, so, but wouldn't you want to do what is necessary to control the spread in the short term then? I mean, yes, but not, it's like getting a cut 
on your hand and cutting off your arm first solution. We didn't even try anything. The first response was shut everything down. That was the first response that started in China. They locked it down. I had a friend there that sent me a video from his window. They locked it down. So, 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 what, it looks like what, it so, so what, what do you propose then? Like, I, I'm, I'm yeah, trying okay. to understand so, what other alternative there, there sure. might be. Okay. So I'm, I am not an expert, but I know I can tell you for a fact, we cannot do this financially every year. Would you agree? Sure. Why would we be doing it every year? Because I, I you may get the same virus. You year. may get another virus next year. We haven't had a virus like this in a hundred years. Well, that's not a guarantee. Well, so if you get if no. you get an earthquake, if you get an earthquake this year, can you tell me you're not going to get one next year or next month? You can't say that. No, right. we don't know. We yeah. could have another. We one haven't had a big week. earthquake in thirty years. We might get one next year. We might so get you're, you're proposing okay, just to open the stuff up and then let whatever I'm happens, proposing happens to keep and forget about flattening the curve because it sounds no. like you're talking about not flattening the curve. No, first of all, I'm saying that I started by saying if you're at risk from a threat out there, you stay home. That makes sense. Forcing everybody to stay home makes zero sense. Okay, here's the solution. If I was president of the world and you told me there was this virus that looks like a flu that we can't control that could kill as many people as the flu, which by the way, it still hasn't come close to killing as much as the flu, but anyway, so how would you fix this? Okay, solution one, which is what they did, shut everything down and we'll pay about $30 trillion to fix this. That's the solution that they come up with. I have a better one. Take 500 billion, 200 billion, how much money does it take to build special centers in every major city, in every area of every, Let's start with the U.S. because we know, and Canada, everywhere. Take anybody that has any COVID situation, that think they have COVID, don't go to the hospital. Go to the smash unit. We have excellent doctors. We have excellent army doctors. We have excellent volunteers. Leave the hospitals alone. Go there. I I have a feeling we could talk about this all day and and not agree. But, Nick, I I do want to ask you what you're seeing in the options markets right now. Okay. Complete panic. You can't get a quote that is normal anywhere. So what you should do is do your homework. There's tons of good stuff. I went long uh, Boeing on the dip when it broke 100, around 89. Um, there, you know, somebody you saying, okay, I want to, uh, pardon? You wrote puts or you bought the stock? No, I, I sold the put spread. I sold the- uh, What did you do? Because people are interested in this. Sure, I sold a, a put spread at 100. So I collected, it's basically a coin flip because I collected a little more than half of the spread on the whoosh down, and we'll see yeah. what happens. How and far did you go out? Pardon? How far did you go out? On the century mark, it's 100. So No, no, how, how far, how, what, what strike, what month? Um, out in time, I wanna say September, I can't remember. I can okay, dig you went out a long ways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm not gambling with the short term. That's what I didn't, we, we're just trying to clarify your options. Oh, yeah, 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 People yeah. are really, you're our options guy, Nick. I don't yeah. trade options. So you're yeah. our options guy. So we want to talk the strategies with it because yeah. the people are very interested. So in I can tell you what strategies trade. worked. Uh, what strategies worked last two weeks with my team, uh, I shorted the VIX and the VXX. And that trade was up every day, even on days when the market was down 6%. The, the, the implied volatility was so high that even the put spreads that I bought were green for me in the VIX. It was just insanity. So that was a long-term trade and I sold them. Uh, I could have sold May, but I went out to July and September out in time. So I know one thing for a fact that this volatility will die down. Not today, not tomorrow, uh, maybe on Thursday or Friday, but 
that's one trade that worked. So I shorted volatility in that sense. Some people sold the call spreads at the money. It's probably the same thing. Um, so that's one thing that worked. Uh, also betting on some good names that got hammered, like somebody wanted to chase energy, not me. And they started talking about companies. It's like, okay, if I wanted to go long energy, I would probably bet on Chevron because it has the best chart. Uh, Exxon is a similar company, but the chart is not as, as healthy as, as the Chevron. So look at the options there. If you want to own it, you can sell puts there. On the dip, um, I suggested selling puts in AMD. Why AMD? Because it's been the best performing S&P chart back-to-back -back years. So if you just want to bet on the S&P up, AMD probably is the one that's going. They were selling the puts um, at 22 and 20 level for October, for July. The premiums were huge on, on the dip, uh, well, relatively to a, a such a low ticketed price, not cheap price, but just a low ticket uh, face value of the stock price itself. So do homework on, your ch on, on the companies that you like and see what you want to own. And if you want to use the options, then say, okay, the, my stock is at 50. I would love to own it at 30. So here's a put I can sell to own the stock. If I'm doing it for a trade, I have to realize that I need to be able to buy it at that level. Nick, what kind of premiums are you seeing out there? I imagine pretty wild. They, they are wild. And the deeper the red day, uh, the better the premium. So if, if I had a, a, um, a good handle on the risk at hand, and this too shall pass, unfortunately, the, the financial consequences, like Dennis was saying, are going to linger. Or by the way, your friend is wrong about that thing being, things being normal. Uh, my wife was at Costco yesterday. Yes, they were stocked. Yes, they had toilet paper, but there was still a line out the door. I, th I think it depends on where you it are. It depends on where you're I think That's everyone is. Wrong. Yeah, okay. I, I think everyone's a little bit different. Okay. So, we, we just went through the chat. There was like five people. One person said it was busy. Four people said it wasn't busy. Right. They were looking. So it's different where you are. So, so October puts are still over a dollar, dollar sixty for AMD at about half the price it's right now. So $23, $22. Those numbers were almost $3, if not higher during a bad day. So on a big, uh, when, when the VIX is in the 80s, okay, I know it went up to 96 or five in the 08. I don't think we ever closed as high as we closed this time in the 80s. There was a day when the VIX closed in the 80s. So it's elevated and it's unusual. So everything is extreme. The implied volatility is extreme. The options prices are extreme. Um, those are the opportunities. If somebody knows they want to own AMD at half the price it is right now, why wouldn't they collect $3 to, for the privilege to perhaps own it at 40% discount at the time it was when I looked at it, I believe. I used AMD as an example. You can insert any ticker there. I would, I would agree with like looking at the stocks that were strong from last year. I've been saying like if I was buying stocks, and I'm not, but if I was buying stocks now, I'd be looking at the tech stocks, the st stocks that were leading. I mean, you think about the stocks that are at like yeah. ground zero for this and it's like your retailers, yeah. like look at Kohl's. It no. goes down every single day. Yeah. Macy's, these stocks were weak before this thing started. And this I is heard like, you say that. push them I off the cliff, you know? Yeah, like I, this... I heard you say that and I agree. And I also can't chase Zoom and the like. Uh, those are, you know, too hot to chase. Too, too, yeah. too hot. You can't short it, you can't chase it. Yeah, yes, they're benefiting now. Teladoc is benefiting now. Yes, there might be some new habits going on. But I heard the Teladoc yesterday, like you said on TV, they're having like two to six hour wait times. Who needs that? I'd yeah. rather see, you know, it's just, 
I, I had a doctor's appointment this week, follow up to my surgery from last year. I canceled it. And, you know, there's no need. I, I woke up with, you know, my son has the sniffles. And uh, so I, I avoided him. It's regular sniffles. He's had them for like three or four days. Uh, so, you know, we use common sense. And to chase a stock like this that everybody's piling into Zoom right now, I spoke to a few people that run businesses. And yes, they're using all these services now. But I can tell you then is some habits are going to be created going forward. We've been chasing this telecommuting thing for decades. This is swift kicking the butt in the right way. It is. Because uh, the, the person I know runs the IT department of a giant bank. And it's, she said that she was shocked at, at how well things were running with everybody out of their homes. She said, you know, yep. if, if you didn't tell me anything, I probably wouldn't have noticed anything different. So you, you, you can bet, you know, first of all, jobs are going to open up. If, if I wanted to work for X company, if X company is in a different part of the world, they might be, they might be open to hiring me because I work over Zoom or Slack or something like that. Nick, Nick Shaheen, I want to hop in here. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads, giving us some very good information. We love, we love guests that come on and challenge us, bring us good information. Uh, Spinner wants to know, why aren't you using the weeklies on the volatility pump? Um, you mean the weekly iron condors or the weekly, yeah, weekly options? Well, I use weeklies. I just go out in time. So yes. you can use the weeklies and they offer them out in time. Um, oh, okay. Using the weeklies is also smarter out in time because sometimes they offer two and a half width spread um, and, and the 50 cent spread for the indices. So if somebody wants to really make a 50, 50, 50 bet, it's it, the, the risk is really controlled. So if I wanted to bet that this is a bottom for the spy, for example, and I want to sell it in the money or out the money, put spread, I can do it with 50 cent spread. So I either make uh, 25 cents or, or lose 25 cents. So, you know, it's a car payment at 10 lots. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a good way to quote bet on the bottom. So speaking of bottoms, it's a, it's a process. It's not going to be a V bottom because like Dennis said, also, there's going to be financial repercussions. This crisis, uh, somebody said it on TV the best way. Uh, 08 crisis was a balance sheet problem in one sector. This is an actual income statement problem for every company on the planet. So it's, it's going to be recovery process more so than an event. But this week we do have an event and it's on Thursday morning before the market opens. Um, there's going to be a number about the new job, uh, jobless claims. Oh, yeah. And so, so it's not going to be 270. So here's my prediction. We, we should be scared into it. So Wednesday is going to be like closing at a Friday and people want to get flat right. maybe. And people say it's going to be in the millions, one, one and a half, two millions. I don't know how they can, it's going to be millions, but it might not be because I remember a situation before where the government completely messed up the reporting process and they excluded states, like California was out. They were too late sending their faxes or something. So who, who's to say that the number is going to be, if the number is under a million, I think we'll have a relief pop, but then they'll start talking. This is bull crap. It's not a real number because way more people so if it's yeah, real quick, Nick, uh, really Roku, Roku, do it yeah. levels on Roku and then we'll let you go. S&P's coming back up to the limit. We're at our locked limit, folks. Limit bid right now at 23.33. Let's buy still trading. So we know we're get, at 4.77%. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get, get, your, get your lottos, get your lottos. Well, I'd be, I, so then we, we should be off the limit, right? 
No, because you got the the close is different because the futures are so inefficient in the way that they close. So, Their close is different than the four that. o'clock close. So you have to do the fair I value. I agree with you on many things. But <laughs> <laughs> the fair value. They need to close those things at four o'clock when they close this, and you wouldn't have to do the fair value adjustment all the time. <laughs> so on on People Roku, I. Hey, <laughs> you asked me a question. You're right. Now they're now they're arguing <laughs> about the inefficiencies. We got to we got to I like the inefficiencies. Yeah, you complain about it. I better shut up. We, we, so we're picking on each other, Nick. We're not picking on you. Go ahead. Oh, I know. Who's we've been nice on Nick today. I know. Uh, we better get because, him off. That's here, because so. I came came on with a gentle sen- sentence. <laughs> <Yeah, like a, laughs> After last week, we were like taking today. pitchforks at see, each other. See, see what I did? I lowered I lowered your guard of my first sentence. I know you were too nice. I was like, I was ready to like. <laughs> I said, I better I better tell him he's right. That's my first sentence. <laughs> I know. You're right. It, my my wife used to call it. I don't know if I can say it, but uh, when she was at the bank, they taught her the S H I T sandwich. Where when you we got something bad, to say employee, it's a first you sandwich. say something good, then you give something bad, then you give something good. So you give them the shit sandwich. <laughs> you gave me the shit sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So so Roku, to answer your question, I did a couple of videos. If you don't belong to my YouTube, it's channel. The, the channel is free. So anyway, I did a couple of videos, and in it, I, I said there's a situation where if it loses several levels that brought us down. And then the last one, if we lose about 100, it's going to be a head and shoulder-ish pattern that has really bad uh, situation. But I only drew part of it and the current price, the low hit it almost exactly and bounced. So going into this level, it's got resistance. So if I bought the bottom, this is where I trim or, or sell some calls against them uh, of whatever I bought, calls or, or stock. So it might hit some resistance here. But if the market recovers, this, this is... Um, you know, a momentum stock. But why did it fall when everything that was streaming should have been rising? So that's the question. Yeah, that's a good question. But uh, Nick, I'm just going to call you Tony Robbins here for the way you handled the show today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I'm laughing at my own joke. Yeah, he wants to finish his part. His, his I'm sorry. Part. Go ahead, Nick. No, 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 no. The the Roku thing is finished. But I want I want to recap because the perception. See, because we're all the perception is that I think this is the regular flu. I never said that. I said that this is a version of the flu, and I have confidence in our medical community to fix it and move on. We're we freaked out too much. That was my point. We freaked out way too much and caused the guaranteed problem that it's going to cost trillions and trillions of dollars to get out of. We cannot do this every time we get a new version of the flu. The world will be broke. You cannot, they broke the GDP. The GDPs are going to be so nasty. They're, they're, they're going to drop jaws. I just and don't we'll, and, we'll, how, and we'll be here. If, we'll how do you change the happens. consumer though? Like that's the only problem. Like we can how say, do I change what? how do you change the, the consumer's thought on this now? Like, how do you fix it at this point in time? Like I say, if you just reopen everything, yeah, people are going to go, go back to their normal I will go of business because they're scared. No, only a faction of the people will be scared. The step one, Dennis, is to open the businesses back up. Let the people that are scared stay hunkered down. They will eventually come out. The lemmings will come out later. The, the brave ones will come out first. So that's how it always happens. You cannot hunker down. If you go, we've been blessed in the US and Canada, North America, that we have safety. We don't worry about anything. And suddenly a virus shows up. Go live in Israel for a little bit. You know, live in Lebanon. You're scared shitless every day. So you can't that's, that's a good point. I mean, no, we're getting a taste that, that, of what it's a, like. That's a really good point. I, I mean, actually people, said this to Joel last night on the phone. We're getting a taste for what it's like to not have freedom. We're getting a little taste of it because I've been freedom. born in Canada. Just, I've always just, had freedom to do whatever I want. 
we're getting a little taste for it. So, you know, it's kind of interesting from that perspective. Did, I completely disagree with you on, you know, just opening everything back up, but we'll just leave it at that. You know, I've, I've obviously given my argument. You're entitled to your argument as well. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Nick's bringing up a great point about, you know, what it's like to live in areas of the world where it's not Horrible, super yeah. peaceful all the time. Uh, Nick Shaheen, author of Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. Nick, as always, thanks for the time. Talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Looking forward. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, if you've ever been to another, you know, country where they're either at war or a uh, stricter government, you know, having been to Israel where they're under attack, fairly often it's it's just a way of life there right and they don't let the fact that they could there could be rockets coming in from other countries scare them from living their lives so it's a good point that we've never really experienced this before in the u.s with the exceptions of maybe 9-11 and the aftermath of that but uh it's by and large been a a very peaceful uh life here so we're we're getting our first taste taste. yeah we're just getting a taste for what it's like to lose our freedom yep uh, right. S&P's lock limit up here again. Uh, Boeing, I talked about that 124.14 settlement, and it looks like that's it's where it's heading pretty quickly. Uh, Spencer, what do you what do you want to do here for the last four minutes? Oh, uh, there was uh, some tickers from the chat that I'd written down. Let me make sure we covered everything on my list today. Nike off limit. After, off limit. Okay. N- Nike's after the close. Spies have been trading happily. I don't know limit or not limit. Got to get you. Got to get you looking at the spy Joe. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Nike reports after the bell today. That'll Dennis, be the SPs tell the spy where to open at 4 a.m. Did you agree to that? Yes. Okay. Well, no, not necessarily. When they're locked limit down, the spy's got to figure it out for their own. So they've okay. figured it out pretty well. Oh, my God. Nice. Raw, raw spy. You're lucky you're not coming out of your house because I kick your butt. If you, you know what started my hate on the E minis? And I've said it before. I always had E minis. But I'm designated, I'm a pro because I trade up right trading. And they raised my E-mini price from $5 a month to $600 a month overnight. I'm like, you know what? I got SPY, not subscribing to it. And all of our traders pretty much did the same. That's when my hate started for the E-minis, when they wanted to jack the price up. This is just a grudge. Dennis just has a grudge. If if you know, if you're not, you can get the quotes for free if you're not designated with a license. As I got a license, I got to pay $600 a month for the E-mini quote. My spy quote, I get that right along with the ARC quotes with everything. So I think it's like... And, and, this, and this is a good way, too. And then we'll let Spencer say a few things. I, and we talked about this. I mean, we've crashed. We've burned 35%. There's wicked moves. There's volatilities. But you know what? Working together, I think the marks have been efficient. I mean, I, I you know, um, my platforms have been good. I think that, you know, the, that... The combination of the two has made this an efficient marketplace. Very efficient. I, I, I should mention, by the way, the reason we are at limit up is because CNBC is reporting a deal has been reached on an aid bill in Congress. This is what we've been waiting for for days now. Oh, so man. that's the reason for the rally here just in the last five or six minutes. Uh, so just be I'll, careful I'll, chasing the rallies. Yeah. It kind of feels different this time, I will say. Yeah, it does. It, it does feel a little bit different, which is good news um, because, like I said, they started buying the week yesterday. So the week, you know, is what we need. Like the Boeings leading the charge is good here. It makes me feel like we could actually maybe hold. If we give this back, then I have no idea. I feel like the rally could hold. I feel like I would maybe even nibble on pullbacks here in the stocks, and you're going to get pullbacks. Maybe on your shopping list. Remember, get your shopping list. Qualcomm's on mine. 
Um, also, well, you know, I'm going to have to adjust it, but like I said, CyberArk is on it too. And even McDonald's is on it, but I'm not going to be too early. I don't want to be too early on McDonald's. But I will tell you, Qualcomm is at the top of my shopping list. It's up here again this morning. Um, there, there's definitely some stocks out there that are worth, worth nibbling on at these point prices, I think. But I'd wait for products. Right. All right, Joel, will I, Joel and I will be on uh, at 3.40 again today until the close, so tune in for that. In the meantime, you can catch a replay of this show on YouTube or just catch our podcast on any podcast platform, the main ones, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, click on the link in the description of this video for a free two-week trial and a subsequent discount to Benzinga Pro. Uh, you can also always email us with any questions, comments, concerns, pre-market at Benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to everyone. Wait, hold on. What, before, before you go, yeah. I, want, I want to ask, um, Dennis, they've been clamoring for you in the, uh, the, uh, the late show. I, I know you get super busy. Is there like, if we started at 3.30, could you come on for five minutes? Or are you already in full trade mode there? I know it's just a tough time because I'm preparing okay. for the close, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I'll try to get on there sometime here soon. I mean, these markets, once the move gotcha. calm down a bit, it's just the markets are so active. Okay, People well, are we... asking for imbalances too. And I didn't give a chance. Go, they are go, all go, huge go. buy. <laughs> this is like, so, so yesterday I was saying, and I tweeted out when we were up, I was like, most of these imbalances are sound bouts. I wouldn't be surprised if we closed or if we opened red, we were up 30 handles. When I tweeted that we opened red. So the imbalances are really good indications right now, especially without the designated market makers. It's interesting. These are like really, really real here. Not saying anything. I'm just saying that they, they seem to like the last couple of days really like influential here. They are big to the buy side. Big, big, big. So I would not be surprised if we open up, you know, we're, we're already up substantially. So it's hard to say we're going to open up higher. But I mean, I'm just looking across the board and into stocks are indicated higher than they are right now. Bank of America is 944000 to buy. G979,000 to buy. I mean, it's across the board. Ford's 1.7 million to buy. ExxonMobil, 563,000 to buy. TT, 581,000 to buy. Berkshire Hathaway, 134,000 to buy. Just buy balances all over the place, which tells me that this rally is, you know, this morning, not probably going to be faded quickly. Okay. Like yesterday, right. it was, you know, the imbalances were telling a different story. And that's why, you know, the fade trade was kind of on. All right. Everyone, have a great rest of your day and be safe out there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. 